0: Welcome to Hoops of Religion My name is KJ from Around the Way And I'm with Mr. B in the place to be Welcome to episode 3 It's been a while since we've been here And um A lot There's a lot to talk about You know And we ain't going with no intro music um, Cause uh According to some of our loyal listeners They had some problems hearing us out In the first segment of the first episode So um we're gonna dub that for now, and honestly, I think for this episode, it, it, it's kind of appropriate because th- there's a lot of things that we need to talk about. Um, i probably like shortly after after uh, we, we we published the episode, and f- unfortunately for me, I I didn't really get a chance to do that much promo because you know we were kind of getting caught up in uh, our season. Our elementary season, you know, trying to get the team together and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, Super Bowl weekend. I think it happened, started around that time. Anthony Davis kind of led to uh, a, a situation where uh, the NBA has been the topic of discussion in the sports world for the last two three weeks and this is on the heels of all-star weekend so you got the uh, Anthony Davis KP we're gonna get into all that though but um all-star all-star weekend all-star weekend was yesterday Mm. and before I go any further I need to shout out my lovely girlfriend my lovely bae style oversized please follow on IG Jamie happy anniversary love you very much the big reason why I'm behind this mic today so, um this show's dedicated to you. So Mr. B. How we doing, man? How we doing? Uh, oh, Talk boy. to me. Talk Mr. to B me. Is Talk to back me.
1: in the building today. He is back. He is back. He's back. He has a nice week off, so he's feeling a little rejuvenated. He got some good news that his sneakers coming in on Wednesday. Got a little Can you let the lo- world know what sneakers we talking about here? Some custom LeBron. I think these are the 12s, I believe. Yes, 12s. Nice, nice. I got my Knicks colorway, so now I got my San Antonio colorway. So, you know, I mean, I'm a die Knicks fan, but you know Mr. B looks good in black. So you ready you know, for that
0: draft lottery?
1: Nah, ain't about the draft <laughs> lottery. I'm just, I'm just waiting for that basketball game coming up in a couple of weeks. So, you know, I'm just waiting for it.
0: Oh, you waiting for that coach? You getting ready for that coaches game this nah, year? Nah, nah. You coming the, for the MVP for that coaches nah, game this nah, nah, year? Nah, nah.
1: We ain't gonna jump ahead to the coaches game. We just trying to sit there and keep the record flawless at thirty seven against Aces. That's all. Yo, shout out to the
0: thirty seven squad. That's you know, got got a big preseason win. Yo, a win's a win, and you know after the season we had last year, this is a great way to uh, to start things off. So yes. shout out to our youngins at thirty seven. Very proud to of them the thirty seven regime. Much love.
1: Very proud of those kids. They actually went out and. Reminded us, it reminded me a lot of us when we play. So you know, it was very good to see they they getting it, they getting it. And, you know, so it was good to redeem that loss that we had a couple uh, last year, rather. But it was good to see. So I'm proud of those kids now.
0: Yeah, and it's the beginning of the season, so you know, hopefully, um, I already told them like, yo, the 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 ceiling ain't no ceilings with them, and they can go as far as they want to. So I think they're gonna have a good season. I'm um, looking forward to getting back in the gym with them as soon as possible and just trying to help them. Get to that promised land, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, on the uh, on the NBA side of things, um, geez, whew, man, like I'm still trying to process everything that's happened since the last time we've been here because it has been a lot. It's it's one thing to talk about it with um, you know, with fellow fans and um. With your friends and everything But then when you come in front of that microphone And I'm looking at just the layout for we That we have for um, this episode It's like damn You know your, your thoughts try to They, they kind of come at you They come at you in different ways In different places In different angles So now it's like alright we here So I ain't gonna waste no time I'm just gonna get into it man Anthony Davis Via Rich Paul Requested a trade out of New Orleans And I re- Rich Paul told the media that. I guess he leaked it to the media or whatever. he but long story short, Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. Can't blame him. Can't blame him? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I see the premise of why he would want to leave. Um, But I really expected him to leave after his contract was up. I didn't expect him to, to demand a trade with about a year and a half left in the contract.
1: No, nah, you definitely can't blame him that.
0: Um, you know, I—it's not his fault, and it's not New Orleans' fault that they play in the West, and it's not New Orleans' fault that they play in probably the deepest division in the NBA, probably the deepest division in sports outside of the NFC East. Like that, that thats just valid. Like, it's not his fault that he ran into a historically great Warriors team in
1: 2015. Yeah, him and every other team in the league And but, if I'm
0: not mistaken They ran into them again last year After being a shorthanded Or oh, what I like to call a permanently shorthanded Portland team Because let's be honest Portland, they're still one piece away And on that side of things I do think Portland should be if they're going to if a one-year rental, go all in. You got Damien and CJ. They've been all-stars for a few years. If Portland got the pieces or they could add a third team, would you go all in and get Anthony Davis to team up with Damien Lillard and CJ McCollum to make a run in the Western Conference for well, a one-year rental?
1: Well, the thing is, Portland is only going to go as far as Damien and CJ takes them. That was proven last year and when they faced the Pelicans. Um, I like Nurse Fix. I like him. If he could just play consistently, like, aggressive consistently, I think he'll be okay. Now that they signed Ennis Cantor, I think that's going to help them a bit because Ennis is a solid big to come off the bench. And they actually do have a decent, um, they actually have a decent bench now after getting Rodney Hood in a trade also. So I think Portland will be okay, but as... As you said, they are just one piece away of at least competing. Well, I don't want to say competing, but they make the playoffs every year, so but if they could get like an Anthony Davis or let's say a Kawhi K D, they're gonna be scary to watch.
0: Yeah. And you know, to um to Anthony Davis's credit, um they won forty five. They won forty five games that year. He made his first playoff appearance with them. Um, they won forty eight games this last season. They had the uh, De, um, Demarcus Cousins before he unfortunately got injured. But the three other seasons they were thirty and 52, 34 and forty eight, and right now they're twenty six and thirty three. And um, in 2013-14 they were thirty four and forty eight. So it's kind of been up and down. For him there, so it hasn't been a level of consistency. So I do understand him wanting a trade. Excuse me, getting the text. Forgot to put it on vibrate. Shout out to Rec Room Studios. He puts off. He puts off. He's putting up with that bullshit. <laughs> um, but he hasn't really seen the consistency, and I guess he's like, yo, I'm doing everything I can. But I always say it's not their fault. They're playing in a Western Conference. They're playing in the deepest. Division So My thing is this Um Cause players got a right To go Wherever They, they want to play Wherever they want And When you're one of the top five Players In the league Top ten maybe If you're in that
1: I'll say that Top fifteen He's definitely in top ten Or top fifteen Yeah
0: Definitely No question about it When you're in that Upper echelon You can choose Where you want to play A lot of People Don't uh, like to hear that, but that's the reality. The NBA is a players' league; it's a fans' league. Um, The players and the fans coalesce to make the game, and um, the game is the game. But I also feel like, yo, it was kind of tacky for you to do that mid-season. Cause if you was feeling like this, this, you know, during the summer, yo, do the, do it, do your, you know, your off season. Do it during during do it during the off season, you know. It's the middle of the season. Um, as of right now, like you know, the team has been on the outside looking in, as far as the playoffs are concerned. Okay, granted. Um. But now you reach this point at the season where, like, are we gonna go all in and try to chase this eighth spot, or are we gonna be pretenders? Right now they're thirteenth, and they're twenty six and thirty three. They're not really that far off because the West, any team in the bottom can get hot. Like, you know, they're twenty six and thirty three. Dallas can get hot. The Timberwolves can. Get, Timberwolves are three games on the five hundred. The Lakers is twenty eight and twenty nine. Right, right now it's like an eleven team race in a certain way especially when you're looking at those last two spots you got about four teams fighting for the last two spots or it can really boil down to five team four teams fighting for one spot or five teams fighting for two spots you know worst case scenario
1: you know the Pelicans actually they know they're not exalted from this either though how they're they not. handle this whole situation like you have your best players sitting down with well, five, six straight games, maybe more, just because he sat there and made it clear he wanted to be traded. I mean, granted, yeah, it puts the organization in a bad spot, but you sit him down. Like, the league threatened to find the Pelicans if they sat him down again. That's how bad and stupid this is. <laughs> like, you know your whole goal your whole premise is to make playoffs, whether you're a talented team or not. Every team's goal is to make the playoffs a compete for a championship. So by punishing him... You sit there and you sit him down five, six straight games. And you think that's okay. So now, if I'm Anthony Davis, that's just telling me even more. I don't want to be here if you're going to sit there and be this petty like that. I mean, granted, he could have handled this definitely sitting there waiting till the end of the season, making it clear he don't want to be there no more. But at the same time... You in the middle of a season, you gonna sit him down these games just to send a clear message for what? In the end, of, in the end of the day, regardless if I'm the Pelicans, they should have traded him when they had the chance instead of making them ludicrous demands to the Lakers getting for four players and with four draft picks.
0: And that's the thing too, because when you're looking at the offer that the Lakers, uh Gave up, put up, it, like
1: literally, like they gave up the whole team. Ronzo Kuzma, they wasn't putting Ingram the first time. Then they added Ingram. Then they added Rondo. Then they added Beasley. Then a draft. I think it was either a draft pick or two draft picks. It was one. one, of the,
0: one I believe it was one draft. It was one. But the thing is, I like you. Also got Danny Ainge in Boston. He's like, yo, hold on till the off season. Was just smart? You know he's trying to tell Del Demps like, "Yo, hold off to the offseason. and we can uh, make this. We can make this pop. We can make this deal, because um, he has. You know the Celtics. They have a plethora of draft picks. They have great young players. And when that's I say great young huge. players, I'm speaking about Jason Tatum in particular, who I feel like that's a make or breaker, because that really shows." Are the Celtics serious about getting Anthony Davis? If they're serious about getting Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum's going to be in that deal. I know Jalen Brown's going to be in that deal. I feel like is going to be in that deal. You know, I, I actually like the Celtics adding another... If they can add another piece in free agency without giving up that young core, that's the perfect ideal situation. But this is why Danny Ainge spent the latter part of the post... KG the post big the post original big 3 era in Boston he spent a lot of time trying to put the team in position where if it's going to be free agency we're going to find us we're going to be in contention of all the free agents we're going to have enough draft picks where we can <clears throat> we can take we can take risks on particular picks hope they pan out they pan out and they become Contributors Great they become main pieces Great If they become franchise players Even better Also We can also make those kids Those those kids that we develop Good enough to be part of Whatever deal We need to make So Danny Ainge has done A masterful job of doing that I feel like he's As far as One of the GM's in the league He's one of the shrewdest. So He wants Anthony Davis And he's Really He got Look he got a hard on For that boy straight up. And he wants New Orleans to hold off so Boston could come to the table. Like A, can't knock him. And then now that also gives New Orleans a chance to see what the market's for. Now they've seen what the Lakers best offer is for. Now you want to compare that offer to an offer that um the Celtics want to make. And both of these teams have a great chance of signing him long term. You know they got a great chance of signing Anthony Davis long term. The Lakers and the Celtics. The Knicks are not in it. Main reason why the Knicks are not in these because even though they have the max spots, they don't have no type of a- all they got is assets whoa, and trade whoa, whoa, pieces.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't see, I don't see them don't, in it. Don't, don't clue. But crazier don't things have out. happened. Don't next them out because crazier if, things have happened. If he don't get <clears throat> traded, ain't nothing from signing that boy from going to the Knicks if he can.
0: Yeah, if don't he can't make no
1: mistake about it, cause if indeed fortune favors the Knicks, usually it doesn't, but if it definitely indeed does, don't think that Anthony yeah, Davis can get hit. My way thing is I'm
0: up. I'm not gonna count the Knicks out.
1: But Trading as far lines, as what I'm seeing
0: right now in the short term, in the interim, term, I don't see
1: um I don't really see that happening. Cause those are his three main teams. I mean, he said he never Excluded Boston from a destination. But those main two teams he sat there and said he wouldn't mind playing for was the New York Knicks and um, the Los Angeles Lakers. So it could be possible that... And then Boston now, he, he's saying he want to go to Boston too. But those three teams, he could end up there. So I don't see him staying in Yeah.
0: And I'm also thinking too cuz he says he's going to prioritize winning. So, does that mean he's going to be willing to take a pay cut? Mm. Because he's the right, well him wanting to be traded like he wants to see if he can be able to, you know, keep that max extension chance. So, I guess that's why he I guess he tried to leverage that trade to the Lakers, so whatever. You know, I see the play. You know, you want to you want to secure the bag and try to win at the same time. Um, but my thing is if you do get traded and you end up going to a team that's willing to go all in on a one year deal and 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 see if they can get you back in free agency like i'm talking about like a portland cuz Damian Lillard is about what he's about in his what 6th, 7th
1: like, year right now I think about 26 27 i know
0: he wants to win bad more badly He wants wants to win win badly. Portland. And he wants to win in Portland. That's the tricky part. So that's the thing. If you trade Anthony Davis to Portland, and Portland's like, yo, we're going to get him on a one-year rental. We're going to see if we can try to make a run with y'all three. And depending on how good that run is, that's going to give see if Anthony Davis can lean at staying in Portland for the future. Because I think Toronto has... Is taking that that take that same risk with the with um, Kawhi Leonard, and I think it was a win win for him perfectly because the Spurs got back at DeRozan, and we spoke about this in uh, I believe episode one. DeRozan fits what San Antonio does along with Marcus Aldridge, and these are guys that are veterans in the league, are still like on the back end of their primes. So they can still make San Antonio competitive. So Actually, that was like a win-win situation for them. What situation do you see for New Orleans that can make it a win-win situation to trade to, to to trade Anthony Davis to a team that
1: might be like a one-year rental to him? You mean if New Orleans is logical in this situation? I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because you know they they wasn't logical at all with that whole trade with the Lakers. At all, that's like Carmelo Anthony and the Nuggets all over I, again.
0: I, I think you know what it was though. I think New Orleans because they didn't—they really didn't have any. Like, there's no, uh, there was no other office. I think they want to make a bidding war, and when you got a top five player, and your top five player wants to leave, you gotta make a bidding war for him because you want to get them you want to you want to do what's best for your franchise. You want to get the most back. Like they said, yo, I want. They want to at least get somebody that has. At least all NBA All Star potential, and that's not that's that's not a lot to ask. That's not a lot to ask. No, it's not. But they was asking for. But they can't. They four. can't. They can't see that market in the middle of the season, especially considering the fact that everybody's getting ready for this summer. This is one of the reasons why the Knicks had a hard time getting rid of a um a Tim of Tim Hardaway contract or Ennis Campridge hmm. contract, and we're gonna
1: probably go into that in the next segment.
0: You I know, mean,
1: when we get to the whole KP situation. I mean, at least with the Knicks, you knew what they were trying to do. New Orleans, you didn't know. Because obviously, Anthony Davis was the only player that was going to go if he was traded. Who else they could have sent with him? Maybe Etouan Moore. And then you forget, Drew Holiday's on the Pelicans, too. Leaving him all on the island. And we spoke about this before. He's one of the most unappreciated guards in the whole NBA. Literally, yeah, we're big
0: Drew Holiday fans. At. Literally,
1: one of the most unappreciated guards, along with Kyle Lowry, who doesn't get enough credit as he, and Michael Conley also, who doesn't get enough credit as he should. So now you wonder where does that leave Drew Holiday in that mindset of does he want to stay in New Orleans? Does he want to go somewhere else to try to be competitive for a championship? That leaves New Orleans in a whole predicament, <clears throat> especially if you're getting Alonzo Ball in a trade or a Rondo. Because now you get another guard back, and 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 here's
0: where things get more interesting. Speaking of Lonzo Ball, Lavar Ball comes out and says, oh, "If go. he's gonna get traded, he wants here we go." Lonzo Ball in Phoenix.
1: I can understand why he said that. And here we go. Look, I ain't even gonna lie. I want that because Lonzo Ball is the
0: perfect point guard to put alongside Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Like yo, cause like Lonzo doesn't demand the ball. He's not a ball dominant guard, but he's a ball dominant guard that can make plays. A young Lonzo pushing it with Aiton filling the lanes and Devin Booker spotting up. Like that gives them a nice core. That gives them a big three to build around for the post for post warriors. For the post-warrior, for the post-warriors Western Conference, and him to and go DeAndre up against those um that that Utah, to go up against those port, the, um the the Denver's,
1: the him and DeAndre eight and 2? come Ooh. on man, that's Lob
0: City, man. that that's another that's another version of Lob City.
1: That would be interesting.
0: So I I, I, I like that I like that move I like that move, like Laval Laval spot on with that. And he it's either Phoenix or a team that needs a starting point guard because I do think Lonzo Ball is going to be a starting point guard in the league and he has All Star potential. Yeah,
1: Phoenix does need a point guard. The Phoenix
0: does need a point Definitely guard and does. Lonzo I, I believe in Lonzo's ball ceiling being very high.
1: You know what's sad? I wouldn't mind seeing Lonzo on the Knicks neither.
0: I would yo I'm gonna be real with you and I might with his yo I'm bit. I I might I might catch some flack for this when this comes out. But if I had to choose between Lonzo Ball and Dennis Smith Jr. I'd take Lonzo Ball. No question Because Lonzo Ball Has point guard intangibles That are hard to teach And we're in the city Of the point guard
1: I can sit there And see that So happening.
0: as a new as a, as, as a cat Out of New York City That's in this game In
1: this game For real For real Yeah I'd take a Lonzo Ball Well let's be clear It's not Lonzo That most people Are worried about It's It's his, pop. It's, it's his father you know, sometimes. But Pops is
0: malleable now because he's, he, he's He's in the game now, so he's kind of getting his decorum. Like, I think some people sat him down, was like, yo, blah, Z, blah, blah, Z, blah, because he hasn't really
1: been saying much. None. You didn't hear what he said recently, huh? What did he say recently? He says LeBron without Lonzo cannot win a championship. I would say this for the record. So,
0: that's not true. Because it's happened before. However, if you can keep Alonzo Ball as a piece moving forward for your franchise, you
1: keep him. That's how high I think his ceiling is. And and granted, I know that's his son. You're gonna believe in your child, but he also said that I believe. He said that his son is actually better than LeBron. So, I mean, we he did good. He made it to February without saying nothing blasphemous. So I have to. But we gotta give him that. It's Black History
0: Month. We need some. (laughs) We need some material. No, 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 no. We need some material. We,
1: I was hoping for a whole season that we could get through. And, without...
0: and, and not for nothing, Anthony Davis gave us a lot of material on this Black History Month because you know it, it's been rough. You know, all these politicians in blackface, you know, and just just a lot of the other extra nonsense. So mm-hmm. you know, Anthony Davis giving us something to talk about, you know, on on, on this end is it, it, kind of cool. You know, he he stopped. He did something that is very hard to do during Super Bowl week. He shifted the attention from the NFL. Yeah. You know, and I, Super Bowl, look, I'll, I'll be real don't. with y'all. I like, like, nothing. You ain't gonna hear me curse too much on this podcast, because more or less is probably the, it's gonna be a family podcast, you know. <laughs> but fuck <laughs> the NFL. I, I don't like, yo, I don't give a fuck about the NFL. But <laughs> I understand because the Patriots Super Bowl. Won. Um, Tom Brady trying to get that sixth ring. But yeah, all those storylines, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's the Super Bowl, whatever. But Anthony Davis. Like, yo, he 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 broke the internet. He broke NBA Twitter. Cause I was like at work. No, was I at work? No. I think so. I don't even really remember. But I remember going on Twitter and seeing no. Yes, I was at work. And ESPN sent the notifications. It was like ten o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yo. And from there Yo, it just took over. And um that kind of led into that, that kinda leads us into our next segment. Um, KP. Christah Porzingis. So long farewell. Officially a maverick. Hold it. Hold it. I know you yo, like Mr. B, I know you got a lot to say, but we gon' we're gonna pay these bills first, and I'm gonna let you
1: gather your thoughts. So, uh- <laughs> <laughs> let's, so let's let's be glad we ain't got the FCC on these airways. <laughs> facts.
0: This is why this podcast <laughs> platform is very important because there's a lot of things like that we that are you know are said and are going to be said by us that might not be um, PC for some of the people that are a little you know. We try to keep it a family show, but that don't mean that we're gonna be. Um you know, minimizing our truths.
1: they going to have to cover their ears for this one.
0: So some of the kids might have to cover their ears. Because trust me, it's it's never in malice. It's just we get upset when common sense is being used. But we're going to get more into that. Because when it talks, when it comes to common sense in the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother show. But we're going to get to it when we get back. Hoops is a religion, the podcast. And we're back in the game. Hoops is a religion, podcast, episode three. Now we left off on Christat posing in the New York Knicks my bro over here got enough time to get his thoughts together so i'm going to let him lead this off and um, i'm going to do my best to provide him with the uh, support that he needs as he endures this difficult time and i think this is a difficult time for a lot of Knicks fans because um like the Knicks are actually tanking i don't know and i don't think it's intentionally i think it's just cuz they have the young team but the losses are piling up they're piling up a lot. They're piling up fast. As right now, they're eleven and forty-seven. Last in the East. Last in the East, and I guess it's um, Zion for, a bust at this point. Time for worse with Phoenix, you know. But um, hey, look,
1: guaranteed top five pick, right? Man, <laughs> Christos, whatever your middle name is, Porzingis. Now. I'm a fair person. I like to look at things at both sides of the spectrum. Now, we all should have known that he was displeased once he skipped the exit meeting with Phil Jackson. At that point, we all was pissed off with Phil Jackson, so nobody thought about it too much. But damn, dude, damn! You sat there and left and wanted to leave because. Things wasn't going in the right direction for you. I get it. But there's only one problem I have with this. It's not that he wanted to leave. It's not that he wasn't happy. It's the fact that the very same opponent that we was playing the night before, you smiling and shaking hands with. Then a day later you get traded. Post an Instagram post with you and Luka Doncic. Now, Kenny, I'm not a genius. Well, I am. (laughs) But uh, that sounds like some, what's the word? Collusion that was going on. Because there's no way in hell you're going to be that happy with your opponent unless you know something's up you think they knew about the deal before the deal went down? You damn right they knew about that damn deal. So you going to go down. with that conspiracy? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. See, like I said, I ain't no genius, but I know bullshit when I see it. That there was some great bullshit. It most definitely was. And, again, I get it. When you're not happy, you're upset, you're going to feel a type of way. I understand. But you don't sit there and do something like that that. Even Kawhi didn't do shit like that. KD didn't even do shit actually. KD kinda did but he didn't but that's another story. He knew this shit was gonna happen. He knew. And you know it's funny? I don't wish no animosity towards Paul Zingers. I can't do that. He's what 20, 21, 22. Can't wish no animosity He's towards him. He's still a him. kid man. He's still a baby. Bullshit. I know pre-K kids that got more loyalty than that. Actually, they do got more loyalty than that.
0: Because they don't know any better. But they know loyalty. They're not 7'3 and can shoot from Brooklyn.
1: Damn it, but they got more loyalty than that. Loyalty, schmoyalty. These owners ain't loyal. Well, see, the the owner's job is just to sit there and pay you. As long as they paying you, they loyal. Now, that's just one way of looking at it. I ain't going to be completely blunt to how some of these owners act like dickheads. But as long as they paying you, and you out there playing basketball you're going to be alright with your owners for the most part hopefully I hope but in this case here you don't like the direction the team is going who does who did you don't you're you not happy with the way the road it's a developmental year this whole year was based off two things Kevin Knox's development and Christoph Porzingis recovery that was it. There were no things about making playoffs. It was nothing about competing for a championship. And then on top of that, being competitive, Lauren, a free agent. <clears throat> most of the time I could sit there and say this season, the Knicks were pretty competitive. Most of the time. Not most than when they usually are. But damn, you want to sit there and just up and leave. Even Ennis Cantor still wanted to sit there and play at that point. Oh boy, this is it. Go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yo, look I understand I
0: understand your frustration, you know what I'm saying? I'm on I'm on IG Live right now. You know what I'm saying? And um it's funny that while we're talking about this um shout out to the um Die Hard Knicks podcast on Anchor. Um you know, I've been listening to his show and he be coming through with a lot of with a lot of points. I didn't really get a chance to listen to the episode yet, but I'm going to I'm going to catch up on it. I'm catching up on all my podcasts this week. But pertaining to the Knicks and for the sake of this segment, I've been talking about this for a month. So a lot of my talking points have already been firmly established by the people that I know. I have no problem coming up on here and repeating these same things. So here we go. Number one, if KP didn't want to be here, good riddance. Number two, there's already been there's already been questions about his durability. And when I say his durability, I'm speaking about him being a young boy, getting his legs under him.
1: Chris mm-hmm.
0: Porzingis is mm-hmm. only, what, 22 years old. And for the sake of the podcast and for the fact that I have a laptop in front of me and Basketball Reference is one of my favorite po- favorite websites... I am looking at Kristaps Porzingis right now. He is 23 years old. Two years younger than me. He's two years younger than you, Mr. B. And he's about, what, 10 years younger than me. Even I finish a game with a damn broken wrist. Come on now. Oh, Yo, Mr. B, I'm he playing. ain't from New York, man. He played in New York, but he ain't from New York. That's a different makeup. Got to remember that. True True But. Touche. You gotta remember with, with KP When you look at his numbers He's always played better In the first half of the season
1: That is also true
0: He is, oh, He's always played better In the first half of the season And it's the second half Where he can't hold up Because he doesn't have his legs So Him Unfortunately, getting that injury wasn't much of a surprise because of his frailness. Because we were just talking about it before the show. Like, Dirk had a little more meat on him when he got into the league than KP. Mm -hmm. Ain't that right? Mm -hmm. Right? So, saying that to say this, he still got to add some... Muscle. Muscle. Like, when
1: you look at the transformation that Giannis has made... He gained like fifty pounds of muscle when he came when he came in at nineteen. He gained fifty pounds of muscle from the time he came into the league to now.
0: He has looked like he looks like a machine now. He's like yo, he is he's filled out, and I still think like he's twenty five now. I think his grown man strength is starting to come in. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're seeing. Giannis The way he dunking The on way he is here. And that's We gonna talk about that You know Towards the um, tail end of the show We gonna talk about The show that he put on yesterday If they won He would've definitely won the MVP um, I think he should've won the MVP Nah You can't give an MVP To somebody on a losing team I'm not just I'm
1: not with yeah, that Yeah my brother said the same thing I'm not with <laughs> that
0: But the fact of the matter is He's 6'11 He's 242 pounds That's what he's listed as Right So we can go To his rookie year His rookie year He was like what he had to be like one ninety five, one ninety, 190, and not less soaking wet, on. right? Porzingis hasn't really put that that strength on, and him being able to um have a whole season off, especially after his ACL, he could get his legs under him, and now he can train. You know, he's, he can train to get his legs under him. I think him sitting out a whole season is going to help him play better second-half basketball. And if we're going to really be honest, there was question marks about if Chris Forzingis was really a franchise player. Mm-hmm. He showed the potential, but his durability plays a big part into that question. He was also still learning how to play off of double teams. That takes a
1: while to learn in the NBA. I must say this though as unhappy as I am that he's in <clears throat> Dallas especially because I'm a Giants fan too and you know that history him and Donchick is going to be a problem especially when Dirk's out there saying he don't plan on retiring anytime soon them them three at least Dirk as a mentor are going to be a problem and I mean a serious problem Porzingis by himself was a force to be reckoned with. But now you got Doncic on there who's having a... Obviously, he's going to be rookie of the year. But he's having one hell of a year. They're going to be a problem together. And, and forget who they might get in the offseason, too. That's another thing who we forget. Like who they might get in the off offseason. They're going to be a problem. They're pieces. Especially with San Antonio. So it's kind of when you look at it. Houston got Chris Paul and James Harden. San Antonio has Lamarcus and DeMar DeRozan. And Dallas has Luka Doncic and Christos Porzingis. Their pieces. Dallas, I mean, not Dallas, but Texas as a whole? Listen, <laughs> their
0: pieces that they have moving forward. They got they got Giannis's younger brother, who's also a player. Tenacious? Because um, he got a lot Costas. of
1: brothers. Costas, okay.
0: They got Costas. Um, Finney Smith has been solid for them. Dwight Powell. Um, Dwight Powell, he's a decent rotational big. Then they got Tim Hardaway on. They trade. They traded. Um, Justin. They traded for Justin Jackson. They gave up Harrison Barnes for them, so they got some cap relief. Justin Jackson. <laughs> they traded him mid game though. That's the yeah, yeah. On. That was grimy. They traded. They traded They're boy mid-game. boy mid game. You know, we to get into the trade deadline in a minute. But um, when you're looking at what Dallas has now, they got Trey Burke. He's shown that he can be real rotational. Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson. The you know Dallas never really Dallas has always been solid at the point guard. I think it's the, the the two the two guard slot. Them getting Tim Hardaway is also a bonus because I think Tim Hardaway f- fits well next to Kristaps Porzingis because he can feed off of those open shots. The less dribbles Tim Hardaway has to take, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Hardaway works better when he's like in transition. When he's in transition and when he's playing off the ball, like Tim Hardaway's best was when he was in Michigan. Um, when he was playing in Michigan, he he was really getting his off the ball. He was more of a he was better catch and shoot. Not saying that Tim Hardaway can't create his own shot, but that's not
1: something you want him doing for most of the night. You I don't know? care about him creating his own shot, as long as he ain't just chucking up them threes. That's what. No, but
0: him. you know what? Because he was playing as the main one of the main scoring options, you know his 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 percentage of bad shots are gonna go up. That's that's a given. Yeah, but chucking the
1: threes though.
0: Once again, I think that was just, uh, I think that was more or less, he doesn't really have bad shot selection, because good, good shooters like him, they shoot out of confidence, not really out of bad shot selection, so for me, I think it was a situation where he was just getting the ball too much, because, you know, he was getting those extra touches, because Chris Stapps wasn't there. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, no choice at that yeah, point. Yeah, he
0: had no choice, so I'm not going to knock him for that, but um, in a post Warriors West, and I'm, I'm, I've said that multiple times in this episode, but I want people to understand, like, you know, the, the Warriors ain't going to stay on top forever, but we don't know if their run is over. And even if their run is decidedly over, if let's say KD wants to, go, if KD decides to leave and he decides to want to come to a, let's say, in New York. Not just KD. Or Clay Thompson. And Boogie also. And Boogie. Well, Boogie, we knew Boogie wasn't leave. We knew Boogie wasn't coming back. But if they lose, if they lose all three or two out of the three, it might look different. You know, as a basketball fan, I want the Warriors to stay together. Not me. You know, like I wouldn't mind them ripping off, a, ripping off, like going for a four P
1: because it's never been done. I would actually cheer for that. Actually, let me put it this way. See, they was good enough before they got KD. Cause, but you at least knew some way, some form they could be beat. You see now Oklahoma had a three-one lead on them. Yeah. And you see how some of the ways teams are starting to go at them now where they're not as scared of them. They're starting to play them a bit more physical. And I think Golden State
0: likes that because they're competitors.
1: Yeah, and of course. Why wouldn't they? But at the same time, if it's just how it was originally where it was just Clay, Steph, and Draymond, I'll be okay. It's just once they added KD and then Boogie, which I mean, of course, you trying to do the best you can to win a championship. But I think if it goes back to the original three, it won't be as bad. But when your whole starting five is all star caliber, and then you still have Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Sean Livingston, you still I like that, the way
0: Quinn Cook has come on and emerge
1: as a um a quality role player for you them. You got guys like that who still come off the bench. It kind of gets to like, what the hell am I watching the NBA for? But yeah, I I, I disagree. But but my main thing was last year though. <clears throat> I didn't care who won the finals. I just didn't want to see Golden State and Cleveland again for the fourth of, what was it, the fourth damn time it was. That was my only thing. I don't care who wins. It's just I get tired of seeing the same thing. So now if it's Golden State whether it's versus Toronto, versus Boston, Philly, whoever, I'll be alright this year. I'll be alright. I ain't gonna lie. I'll be alright. But long as it ain't against Cleveland again, I'm peaceful.
0: I'm peaceful. Well, Back to um, with what the Knicks did I think just what they got back You know, beneficially speaking Is getting Getting those two max spots Um, Puts them in play And just by their record Having to be In a position where They're dealing with a, a, a potential Top five pick um, I Zion. think they're guaranteed to get a top five pick and I also get Dennis Smith Jr. Zion. and I know I yeah and Zion is a real possibility. Zion. Um, but I don't want I don't want them to go Zion a bust. I don't want I don't want Nick fans to be on some Zion a bust shit. Let's be real, because there's um, I also feel like there's other guys that's in the in the, in the draft that even if we do land in the spot where we could get them, I like a RJ Barrett. Um, you know it's crazy because Zion wasn't the best player in the class last year. It was R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about R.J. Barrett. Now, R.J. Barrett got the goods. But I think because Zion surprised everybody with his game, I knew he was more than the dunker, but the ball handling he's shown, creating plays for others, the, de- the the defense and the high IQ and the motor. like he, He's taking everybody by storm, so him being in New York is going to be awesome. Like I wouldn't turn that down. I wouldn't even mind keeping him. But they're talking about if we get him, trade him. I'm like, yo, look, if we get him and they and we could trade him for Anthony Davis, yeah, that's cool, but I would like to keep, I would like to, to see Zion because Zion might be the most explosive dunker to ever play for the Knicks. And that's a great home court advantage in the, for a team like the Knicks. That, that, that'd that be amazing. mm mm-hmm. um,
1: He's going to electrify the garden every he night. Will,
0: he will electrify the garden like the garden has never seen before, that they've only got a chance to see from certain road players. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he'll set that, he'll set that garden on fire,
1: but, um, and that would be good for Knicks fans to go there and see an electrifying play. I don't think they've,
0: I think Dennis Smith can fill that void. He can but he's not
1: going to, he's not, he wouldn't be on the level as, uh, as a Zion. No, well, I'm saying he can, but you know, when was the last time? Like I can't remember the last play. That's why I kind of early when I said like Stoddermy is like one of my favorite Knicks of all time. Cause granted he was one of my favorite players. It's that when you have a certain player who could bring a level of excitement into Madison Spre-Low. Square Garden. Yeah, well. You have a lot of guys who could bring a level of excitement when the Knicks have been devoid of it for so long. It kind of brings a factor. whether It brings I'm, a buzz. It brings a buzz about it. It makes New York more jovial again. Because when, and again, I kind of allude back to Stardom, even with Melo. When you first came in, the Knicks did have a buzz about them where at one point they became one of the teams that you had to watch because now you have Amari here and then you get Mello. And like okay now let's see how they how they gel what happens now granted it didn't work out for the best but you still have that little feeling about what can happen now unfortunately if they had one good season together actually no they had one good season their first three wasn't overly bad the first season was Star when I got here then the lockout And then that year when they won 54 games, it wasn't awfully bad. It was the last couple that were pretty terrible. But the Knicks still did have a buzz about them where you knew you had to watch them. And then when Brooklyn came into town and they had that rivalry against each other, that also gave something else to be um, spoken about also. Because now you have another team in New York battling for supremacy.
0: Yo, look, the the Nets are here. Let's just put it that way. Because we were talking about it. We said the only thing that the Knicks had up on the Nets, and we talked about this in episode one, was a franchise, was a potential franchise player Mm -hmm. in KP. But we didn't see the Lavert train coming. I think Lavert took everybody by surprise. He goes down, and D'Angelo matures. D'Angelo turns into an all star. Mm -hmm. Spencer Dimwoody is like, yo, prime six man candidate. So now you're looking at those three, you got a three guard rotation for the future. Joe Harris emerges as a as
1: a three point threat. Won the three point contest. Won the three too. point
0: contest. Shout out to that. Like oh. so, the Nets I think have more long, better long term potential because they have young pieces that are on on um, flexible contracts. And that same team's been together for quite. some time. And that time. same team has been together for quite some time. They're like they're really two pieces they're, away from being right there in the East. They actually and they just might succeed be succeed right now. They succeed. Mm-hmm. So you give them a friend. You give them, You give them a max guy. And you give them enough, you give them two max guys. The Nets are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. You could talk to you could put them right up there with Boston. You put them right up there with Toronto. You can put uh, Toronto if they keep Kawhi Leonard and Philadelphia. And Philadelphia getting Tobias Harris. So you know what we're kind of doing right now. We're, oh, we're on I this trade deadline. that like we might as well just you know bring it bring it through with the trade deadline. Like Tobias Harris going to Philly cements Philly as like yo look our window is here. Our window is now. You know, it's no more, it's trust the process. This is part, this is the next level of the process.
1: You know, it'd be interesting if the players started today, Boston and Philly would be going against each other, actually. And I don't think that's going to, um, that's going to change very soon. And they soon. got the same exact record from what I'm seeing, 37-21. That's going to
0: change very soon. Mm-hmm. Because I think, um, the top, it's, it's going to really be, to me, it's going to be Boston, Philly, and Toronto in the top three.
1: Boston, Philly, Toronto, yeah.
0: It's going to be Boston, Philly, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Matter of fact, let's just actually not. those
1: are going to be the top four. It's that's going to be was... Milwaukee,
0: Toronto, Indiana. Wait, it's going to excuse me. Indiana's going to drop, but it's going to be Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, and Boston. Boston. So whoever wins, so either way, like that top four, that's it's, it's still a crapshoot. That's the top four right now. The Nets, the net ceiling is going to be is is going to be five. And I also think that. Um, Orlando still got the Orlando still in it because they're about what they're they they're eighth right now.
1: No, tenth. Pistons is eighth. So they got they must Orlando, have the tiebreaker. Orlando yeah, yeah the Pistons up. is eighth.
0: Mm-hmm. And it and they're tied with Miami. Mm-hmm. And Orlando's right behind them. So the Nets actually have a more promising future than the Knicks. But I think the Knicks getting Dennis Smith Jr. I'm ready. To, like as a point guard. For the future, I'm ready to give him the keys. Because his last couple of games with the Knicks, his first couple of games with the Knicks, he's shown like, yo, all right. He's not afraid.
1: He's not afraid? He's not afraid. He's actually, the only thing he has to do is improve on his defense and on his free throws. But at the same time, he's actually come in more with a, a New York attitude, so to speak. Like, you know, that's the one thing I've always said with Nick guards that they haven't had in the past is that they haven't had guards where they went and attacked the basket, went to the free throw line. They always had guards who would just sit there and just either just shoot the three or just shoot the jump shot. Dennis Smith goes straight to the hole. Moutier went straight to the hole. Frank, I need him to get there. I need Frank to get there. Kevin Knox is actually coming along nicely, too. I knew he just needed to get his confidence but he's starting to come along nicely. I like DeAndre Jordan mentoring Mitchell Robinson. Cause at that point he's gonna be more, more or less like him in a couple of years. And uh, I wish they would have kept Matthews for a little bit longer though. Yeah, but for his defense. Matthews
0: though. probably wanted to play for no, a no, which, team, is, which is which is understandable. Which is understandable. But I thought DeAndre time. was gonna ask for a buyout too, but I guess nah, he likes to hit too much.
1: You could tell. You could. You think. Tell you think he
0: like, he'll take on. You think he'll take less money to stay here, depending on who they
1: bring in this summer. If you could get a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving, and, and granted, keep and keep him on the cheap. But at the same time, you also have to look at it this way. I'm not going to trust Mitchell Robinson starting over That's what DeAndre I'm Jordan. So man, if if the Knicks can get DeAndre Robinson on the cheap next year, so if you could keep if you could keep DeAndre Jordan. And I think he went in because he's getting older. Ain't like he's spring. Chicken. And depending on who comes here. And depending on which center is willing to come
0: here. Yeah, what's the market? You got it because I think he's gonna be. You know how they have the max guy market. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be the second wave. Once those mm-hmm. max guys fill in, yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be, gonna be on top of a sign lot of teams. After
1: list. you get your star player, but you know, of course, that main thing is gonna be trying to get Kyrie and KD or whoever, because. They did express, the Knicks, they expressed that they would like to keep DeAndre Jordan because they do like his defense. They do want to have him mentor Mitchell Robinson a bit more, which will actually help Mitchell Robinson in the long term. So I can see DeAndre Jordan staying here. It's just that will he be willing to take less money? That's the only question. But, but I do, if. And again, this is if if the Knicks are in the winning predicament where they actually have two players and they could fill in them little gaps, I could see him staying. Here.
0: Yeah, and he's and you know what, DeAndre Jordan is thirty, so he's been in the league for ten years now. Yeah, ain't like he's old. It's ain't like Ray. he's old, so he can still be a starting
1: center for a contending but team. The good thing is with him, you look the same thing with Tyson Chandler. You don't expect DeAndre Jordan to score get you a whole bunch of buckets. He only has two jobs. That's defend and rebound and block shots. Well, that makes three jobs, but he only has three. You don't necessarily need young boy legs to do those three. Especially if Mitchell Robinson is going to be absorbing some of those um, minutes too, because he actually has been playing a bit longer than um, Robinson, I mean, joining those couple of those games. It actually will work out better for DeAndre Joy and keep him fresh towards the season. It actually works out really well.
0: Yeah. And um I just think a lot of the I think Knicks trading KP, I think everybody understands the Knicks are putting their chips on the table to get those have those two max slots. I think like it's a risk. Um it's a it's a trade that at first you could seem to be reactionary because I mean we all got swept into Porzingis fever fever. But um we also had our doubts. And this is a trade that, you know, you're gonna look back three to five years you have to look back three to five years from now. We, we can't we can't say that you know if the trade is going to be even. Like you know when you look at how Indiana um, Indiana traded Paul George, they got they got a fair you know we can honestly say even with Oladipo going down, it was a fair swap. Um, so we can't really call trades until you know we see you know the 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 the, the you know the end product and how it works out on the back end because the Knicks getting those two. Tr- picks from Dallas to me is great because that gives them seven picks for the next five years Mm -hmm. along with the cap space right now to get a player so you know it gives their um it gives them the 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 picks to, to 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 make good decisions draft the best players and develop them so I I actually like you know when you really start to sit down and look at this trade I think this is a trade that's gonna pay off for the Knicks um either way they're gonna have a better team next year and I think next year, they're going to be a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot. And I'm calling it from now.
1: It all just depends on who they sign. Yeah. That's the only thing. Because, again, I've spoken to this like a lot of people before. Not a lot of people have the fortitude and the mindset to play in New York. is its own world. And, you know, Knicks fans, we could be at times irrational. Very. <laughs> Very irrational, and so, but dedicated and passionate nonetheless, though. Can't take that away from uh,
0: Oh, no, absolutely away from not. Me.
1: But at the same time, a lot of people can't have that handle that pressure of playing in such a market. But at the same time, you can almost say the same thing about Laker fans, too. Maybe not so much the rational, but Actually, yeah. Hell, yeah, the irrational part, too. Because when you're a team and you're so used to winning and having a winning mentality and culture you going to expect nothing less but than the best. The only difference is with the Knicks is we've been deprived of it for so long. Is that when the moment we don't get it, we kind of sit there and lose our damn minds. Where the Lakers, on the other hand, and the Celtics have been, you know, at least in playoff contention or at least won championships in the past 20 years. You know, they have that taste of victory, but Knicks fans, we need it bad. But, you know, like...
0: With the Knicks, it's like yo. If you want to play here, you want to play here. You know, of course. we Knicks fans pretty much are the type of fans that want players that want to be here, and mm-hmm. you know,
1: embrace the city.
0: Embrace the city. We talked about that um, on prior episodes. Um, and it's also a situation where the Knicks get slandered. when they lose, like people mm-hmm. just like slandering the Knicks, and I think it's primarily because I said it on uh, on Twitter. Hoop hoop is a religion H-O-O-P is a religion On Twitter Um, I said for the most part That it's You know The general perception Of it Is you know Traditionally They have an inept Front office And we're gonna probably have Either a 21 segment Or a whole episode dedicated to this, you know, it'll come probably during the summer as we get closer to free agency, just because it might make sense to talk about. I can't
1: wait to that episode for free agency. You know, like I
0: I think it's it's easier to talk about it towards the tail end of the season because I want to see how everything tunes out. They still got about twenty four games left, so Mm -hmm. before we get to that, before we get to that and talk about that for a whole episode, you know, but that's just you know, their front office has a they're traditionally inept. You know what I'm saying? And you also have to deal with the passionate, yet occasionally reactionary, and delusional fans. Mm-hmm. And the beat writers who make their coin triggering, triggering the sensibilities of Oh, both. of course. So, when course. you have all these things coalescing, it makes New York... Like, the punchlines are too easy to write. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes it such low-hanging fruit for casual NBA fans and NBA fans alike to, like, laugh at the Knicks. So you know when you are a star player taking that on, it's, that's a lot to take on, and it's not built for everybody. But I do think that the Knicks are probably in the best position that they've been. In I the think they're in a better position years. that they're in. No, I think they're in a better position than they were in in 2010, even without the franchise player, because they have the two max slots. They're not. I know they're going all in on KD. They went all in on LeBron also. But the, the 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 common the consensus at the time was LeBron had a chance to come here. Twenty ten actually
1: wasn't a bad year.
0: You know, I think twenty ten. You we had Gallinari and Wilson Chandler. Gallinari yes, and Wilson the, yeah, Chandler Felton. aren't weren't franchise. No, Felton wasn't there. in 2010. No, but they ended up getting him in free agency. But remember, Amari only ended up here because they struck out on LeBron James.
1: Which isn't exactly. The I worst. think
0: I think the Knicks are gonna land. I think the Knicks are gonna land at least mm-hmm. one max guy. And they might have to, like, they might end up, if they don't land two max guys, they can get a max guy and um, not a not-so-max guy. I don't think they're going to give him max money, but they're going to give him something that's what his worth is. And um they'll probably add, and then they'll get the, use the draft pick and the young players that they decide to keep. This is who I want to see, like, as a, the guys on this year's team. Dennis Smith, keeper. Knox, keeper. Oh, definitely. Um, Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, keeper. Mudiay, Alonzo Trier, keeper, Frank Nitty, keeper. Cause I'm really big on not giving up on defensive potential.
1: If he reaches that huge potential. defensive
0: upside, I don't feel like you trade that up. This is elite defender upside. You don't give that up unless you get getting the first round in return. And I'm talking about not just a regular first rounder. I want at least like late, late lottery, mid to late lottery, at least for Frank Nitty. Moutier, I like Moutier. So if I had to go if you had to make me choose between Moutier and Trey, that's a tough decision, but unless we could put Moutier as a combo guard, i keep Moutier. But I can keep Moutier. But I yeah. have Dennis Smith. But yeah. either way, I still think it's still a situation where Moutier, you can actually you can throw him in that throw him in that mix.
1: Cuz when Trey's not scoring, he really yeah, he just, he just, still, he just he's
0: he's still a young player But I like the fact That he came from Out of Arizona So he's gonna If he's not He's gonna catch on to it Sooner rather than later But um, overall Like the Knicks Are gonna do good In the summer I, I want Knicks fans To actually I know it's hard for me To say this Or hard for Knicks fans To hear this from me But have some faith Have some optimism For once
1: You know who are Overlooking in this Free agency too Who Kimball Walker Overlooking him Overlooking him And he's having One hell of a season this year I think Mike would try to max him If he's smart he would
0: But the question is Who's going to want to come play with Kemba down in Charlotte Because you just can't put A prom Kemba around these young pieces that they have They still need another piece To make them a threat in the east
1: Actually Let me rattle some of these free agents we have Obviously, we already know the top three in here is Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Klay Thompson, Demarcus Cousins, Jimmy Butler, Butler Nikolai Vucevic, Tobias Harris, and Christoph Porzingis. That's the top ten. Actually, 11 through 20 is not bad either. Let's see. 11 through 20, Chris Middleton, D'Angelo Russell. Eric Bledsoe, Mark Gasol, Julius Randle, Al Horford, DeAndre Jordan, Nikolai Miritik, Bojan Bogdanovic, Dak Rose. And that's your one through
0: 20. <clears throat> but, um, like, that's a, those, those are a lot of, you know, those are a lot of a lot of good names. But I think what's going to dictate the rest of the market is where those top guys are going to go.
1: Yo, and, and by me looking at this, you have some decent players that's going to be free agents this year. Like a lot of them, like from 1 through 30, as somebody who, not even just the Knicks, but anybody. Anybody could sign. This is crazy. Jeff Teague is one of them. I don't know if anybody signed Dwight Howard. Alfred Payton is one. Rondo. Hassan Whiteside, Isaiah yeah, Thomas, they're, they're going to be
0: they're going to like the on that back end is going to be dictated by where the rest of the guys go. So
1: Terry like, Rogier, Ricky Rubio, Marcus Morris, Danny Green, Thaddeus Young, Paul Millsap, Rudy Gay, Willie Cauley Stein, Harrison Barnes is a free agency. You have a lot of guys. Going to be a
0: lot of guys that's going to be available. Mm-hmm. That, that is could, it Marcus? All? No, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, Marcosall, right. Yeah. yeah, and he's on. I mean, he got traded to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And. And you know what's crazy. Toronto gave up John He's a
1: free agent also. So it's players got options. Teams got options for Teams some. Teams got players. a lot of
0: options. Teams got a lot of options. Teams got a lot of options. Yo, you know I think th- and Tobias Harris being a free agent, right?
1: Mhm. He's number nine on the list, free agent. And he bet on himself. So shout out to him. Mhm. Shout out to him. I think Philly's gonna end up keep resigning. Him
0: yeah, I think they're gonna definitely try to. Because um, that that to keep that's him. too
1: good to pass up. Having too good All to four up. of them, Rose. No, excuse me, not Rose. You
0: know it's a move. You know it's a, You know it's an uh, underrated move that I think might help um, Houston. Amon Shumpert mm-hmm. going to Houston. His I think defense. That's gonna, his defense. His defense. He might. You know, I think him him combining with um, P.J. Tucker and giving him that tenacity and decent, that ability to play small. That's gonna help. The, that's gonna help them in the playoffs.
1: Especially if you put James Harden in the point guard spot. Yeah, that's gonna happen. I, I a lot. like,
0: like we said earlier. Um, I like um, Harrison Barnes going to, uh, even though they traded him to in the middle of the game. Him going to Sacramento gives them a scoring small forward that they need, and he's gonna fit into that pace because he's used to playing in that pace with Golden State. Um, I think they're going to be They're going to be a team That's going to fight and claw Like that playoff That last playoff spot Is going to be a great fight In the second half of the season And it seems like we're segueing right into um, The second half of the season But we didn't have a chance To talk about the All-Star weekend yet So we're going to do that When we get back This is Hoops is a Religion The podcast Stay with us Welcome back to Hoops is a Religion Episode 3 Title yet to be determined You know, we'll probably Come through with the title when we post it So um, if you look, if you're listening to it By now, at this point We probably had a title But for now, as we're recording On uh, this February 18th Day of our Lord 2019 We don't have a title, so we just Going off the cuff talking about The stuff that's happened from the last time We were here Talked about the uh, Anthony Davis, KP, trade deadline. Now, the All-Star game was yesterday, so that's really what I really look forward to coming here and talking about. Yeah, Team LeBron. You was going for Team LeBron? You're damn right. Three of my favorite players on that team. Yo, Bay was going for Team Giannis. Yeah. Like she
1: she's not one of the she's not really a big LeBron fan. No, oh, no, 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 no. Make no mistake about it. I was not rooting for LeBron for LeBron. Kawhi, nah, she was going for Curry. Damien, of course, and Lamarcus. You see how Damien turned it on in the third quarter? Oh, yeah, right. Dame Dame Tom. Come on now. Dame time.
0: Like, yo, he's like, you know what's crazy? And I looked at LeBron's team, I'm like, yo, damn. No. It's funny, all of all of, all of the free agents were on his team. So you, you know what he's doing. You think you're trying to recruit on the low?
1: Nah. I think that's the one time. I know Bradley Beal openly admitted to that, but.
0: Yo, and speaking of recruit, there's a video that emerged of Kyrie and KD in the back talking, and Kyrie's gesturing to KD. Like, look, there's no audio, but he's saying, like, yo, two max slots. Two max slots. It's time. That's the um, you know, that's what it's saying at the the caption of the video, and this, I guess this happened before you know they got on the court on Sunday. But here's the thing, right? Kyrie, KD, Dame, these are all some of the best third quarter players in the league, LeBron included. So I knew when they were down, I knew they was gonna come out the woodwork. Like I knew it was serious when they started the second half with Dwayne Wade
1: on the court. I mean, they never really was out of it. Yeah, they wasn't out of it. You're not really out of it, like and a, most. They was down was 13 points. Yeah, really like no, they were like
0: it. 20. It was like almost 18, 20 in the Actually, first yeah, half. Actually, they
1: get to a point like that. I think they was up 13 at the half. They was up yeah, 13. yeah. They
0: got it down to 13. Yeah. But they came out and it, it got really competitive earlier in the um in the, in the second half than it usually is. But I think because of this new format. It, 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 I love this new format. It's like street ball. You pick your five. You pick your team. Um, they practiced the day before, and even the beginning of this, the beginning of the game, it wasn't looking as lack of days ago as the years before. You know, there wasn't that much defense, but everybody was getting the groove, and everybody was doing their thing. The ball was moving. It wasn't looking like oh, we're not gonna like not not play defense, but
1: we're gonna not play defense. You know, Giannis had a, a, a alley. Steph threw uh, He did he even throw him in alley He bounced him in alley
0: And that shit went
1: All and the way Giannis To the top of the building Got it Yo and He went down and got it He yeah. honestly Went and got that shit He went up And came back down With the hammer And man, that was crazy
0: Yeah And um I Now I think The whole nation Got a chance to see What the Milwaukee Bucks Are fortunate to have mm-hmm. In their Um On uh, You know On their on their court for the next couple of years and um him and chris middleton that bucks team is a really really good team i really think that they're gonna be like they they're gonna be a tough out i can't call them a favorite but they will be a tough out like they, like that that top four of the eastern conference is a dog fight you know B played pretty good i like i like what simmons did this weekend um especially in the uh the usa world game He really, really did good. He really came out aggressive. I like the USA World game. That was a fun game to watch.
1: Those are always usually the best ones.
0: That was a really fun game. Luka Doncic was playing with so much joy. Like, it's hard not to like him because he was smiling the whole game. He's always smiling. And that's that's cool, man. That's what, you know, and that's one of the things that we love to see. Like, yo, we love seeing guys enjoy the game. You can compete at the highest level and still, like, enjoy the game. And I like Luka Doncic playing with that kind of joy. He 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 he's just a joy to watch. Just not only his skill set, but just the general enthusiasm of the game. It's, it was it was a joy to watch. Trey Young, that trade is even. That that Atlanta Dallas draft night trade. It's a win win for both teams.
1: He almost could. He almost won the skills challenge.
0: Almost did. Almost. Jason, Tatum, Jason Tatum, Tatum hit that half a, court shot.
1: He hit a hail mary for that win. Cause he was. Cause Trey Young was actually killing that whole skills challenge. And if Jason Tatum did not hit that heave,
0: Traden would have won it. Yeah, he definitely would have won it. I think one thing with Trey, um, people underestimate his ability to get to the basket. I did. Mm-hmm. I know I did. I knew he was a, he was able to, but I didn't think he was that good at it. Good at it now, but he's proving me wrong. the 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 the, the shot is there, no question. The passing ability is there, no question. He was fun to watch because he came off the bench and almost got a triple double.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a fun game. Shout-out to Kevin Knox representing for the Knicks, you know. Yeah. I'm happy that he got selected to go. I was real happy for that.
0: He was really, really good. And the Nets showed out this weekend. Joe Harris winning the three-point shootout. Oh, New York got
1: a victory for that one.
0: D'Angelo Russell. Yes. And speaking of New York, shout-out to our left-rack's own homie. Jami Diallo winning a dunk contest, dunking over Shaq in those customized Under Armors.
1: Dennis Smith Jr. out there representing us. And, and, and
0: just in case y'all didn't know, shout out to Rec Room Studios, you know, we in the heart of the rack. Yes. Can I can I call it the heart of the rack? Am I in the heart of the rack? I want to make sure I get it right because, you know, I ain't trying to get jumped when we leave here. But Left Rack is in the building, you know. We're not too far from there. And, you know, I've been fortunate to see him play, you know, when he was in the AAU circuit. So I knew that this guy's the goods and he's... You Know definitely doing his thing in the league right now, and I think he's gonna get better.
1: Shout out to Jake Cole for turning up North Carolina, though.
0: Yo, that halftime
1: performance, oh, yes, was lit. Middle I actually child.
0: read something about that halftime performance that they said, um, like it was like, yo, he he kind of looked out for his fans with that halftime performance because they said, you know, because they don't usually allow people on the floor, but um. He had uh, his fans wait in a separate spot and then he put on a free concert for them afterwards. He had the Charlotte Hornet starter jacket on. I had it on this weekend when um, me and Jay, we went to um, TGI Friday to watch, you know, All-Star Saturday night, you know, a little pre-anniversary tradition because last year, you know, we were um, were watching All-Star Saturday night then we went to go see Black Panther. Ah, Wakanda um, forever. You know, and that's kind of how our relationship started. It started with some basketball and some Black Panther. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah J. Cole had the uh the starter jacket on. You know, looking looking fresh. You know, I had my I had my Charlotte starter on with my Nets hoodie. You know, I was kinda repping.
1: Huh? He missed
0: the dunk. Yeah, he missed that dunk though, <laughs> man. <laughs> Boy, he, he, he did almost, miss that dunk. But he oh um, he got up though. He, he almost got it. I think though. if he had more legs under him,
1: he probably would have got that shit though. Yeah, because he, he actually got up a lot higher than I thought. Cause he 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 could have dunked it. He could have definitely dunked it. I think he tried to dunk
0: it when he was playing in the celebrity game. Did you see the celebrity game?
1: Nah, I missed it. Yo, the celebrity
0: game was actually good. Which
1: one of the Migos that balled out? I think it was Hunt. Which one? It was Quavo. Quavo, yeah. Yeah. Yo, the celebrity game was
0: actually good. Like it was really, really good. Like Quavo could actually play. Ray Allen was knocking down four pointers.
1: Oh, it was wonderful.
0: You don't know, like, they were really, like, trying to play. And I think because of, you know, the coaches that they had, Sue Bird was really trying to get that W. Yeah, Asia Wilson. Shout out to was Sue there also, right? Yeah, Asia Wilson played. She, she was having fun there. She's a really, really good player. She's like, and I'll tell you this right now, I'm not one to compare. Women plays, the guy plays, because it's not not fair. But she's an all around big mm-hmm. in the women's game. Whatever she can, she can hit the three. She can post. She can face up. She's gonna. She's dominant. She's gonna be a double double Give force in the get WNBA for the next trouble.
1: decade. She'll get Brittany Griner a lot of trouble. It's
0: it's her Brittany Griner and everybody else at the center position. I kind of consider Tina Charles like a four, but
1: you nah, know, she can play this. oh, she's a stretch how product. can I
0: also forget? Um, the um the, the young lady Fowles. from Sylvia Fowles and the one that um Liz Cambridge, Liz Cambridge
1: Yes, I think they traded. Yeah, I think, I think they, they traded, traded her. her. Yeah, and how? Uh, and Ella, re- Della, Ella request- Della Dawn? Or she requested an out, or they traded her?
0: I think they. I think they. They um. I think they traded her. Shame on you. No,
1: me no so like, like yo, and I, I, and
0: y'all gotta watch that, that 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 women's game. Like we were just talking about it, like college basketball, women's college basketball, been lit this season. Oh, like, shout out
1: to Auburn Tigers.
0: You know the Louisville like the gap the, the gap in UConn is is, is from Yukon women's is, is, is getting smaller but you know the UConn is still heading shoulders above the rest like they're always gonna be heading shoulders above the rest because I think they have the legacy and they got the coach and they got the culture but they're gonna they they're gonna have some comp and they always have some comp you know let's not act like it's been UConn winning every year because Brittany Griner got past them South Carolina won. So, you know, like, there's, there, you're starting to see a lot more parity and the quality of playing women's basketball is starting to pick up. And there's a lot of also um, a lot of high school Americans on the women's side that are going to come and make impact on their programs right away.
1: And I already told you, Unique Thompson, one of my favorite players to watch on the you know,
0: Unique Thompson could play. I love Unique Thompson. Yo, she she uh, can bowl for real for love real. I'm Unique looking forward Thompson- to seeing her in the WNBA when Shout she gets there. Shout out to Unique
1: Thompson. I love Unique Thompson. You
0: know, um... But who else was? Um, I think somebody else was there from the WNBA. Somebody else I couldn't remember. That I was no, playing think, the. Um,
1: no, Kansas was the uh, dunk contest. Um,
0: oh yeah, Candace Parker.
1: Yeah, a judge.
0: Yeah, she's been doing it, and she's been doing a great job on NBA, um, NBA on, NBA, on the NBA championship season as a commentator. Sh-
1: I'm gonna say Chenny Agumake was on. Agumike, yeah, was she was. Also a, there. Um,
0: she was the commentator during the Celebrity Game too. Like, yeah, they've been doing a really, really good job. Um, you know, working. Covering the NBA for ESPN.
1: I like that they integrate the WNBA players. Yo, NBA, it's dope. That's another perspective that they can give.
0: Sue Bird. Sue Bird is um she's she's in the front office for um with Denver and she's a sharp basketball and mind. Becky
1: Hammond is the assistant coach. Yeah, and yo, Spurs. shout out
0: to Becky Hammond, because Becky Hammond, um first she women, actually liked one of coach. she actually liked one of um our tweets. On, on Hoops the Religion on Hoops is a Religion on IG if you ain't following us by now. she did? Yeah. Like, yo, I was surprised too. I was really, really excited because I always liked Becky Hammond as a player. She was a scrappy and she was really, really competitive and I just, you know, and she played for the Liberty and I had a chance to watch her play and cheer her on over the years so she, for her to come through and say like, yo, to like, to like our, um, to like our picture, it meant a lot because I, I I respect the game. I never noticed that. Yeah, you know, she definitely she definitely looked out for you know she definitely looked out with a like. Much appreciated. That's probably so far the most famous person that liked the, that liked the page. That liked the post on the page. I oh, don't worry, we're gonna, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there in due time. If you're not following us on IG, Hoops is a religion, you know, we available on all platforms. Spotify Google, Apple, Apple, Stitcher, you know, Podbreak, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Anchor, big up to Anchor. I'm going to record a drop for Anchor this week, for real, for real, because they really been looking out, you know what I'm saying? CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, like we said before, we all over the place, you know? So you can catch our all-star takes and our takes on the second half of the season on all your local podcast platforms. Um twenty one the twenty one segment coming soon. Didn't really get a chance to lay down any um any tracks for it, but we definitely getting on it. But um to the All Star game, yeah. We're still on the All Star game. Um I I think with the way the slam dunk contest I, Like when we was In TGI Friday Some people started Walking out midway Through the slam dunk contest Which is. I mean it was expected But
1: Let me I was, guess They was like Oh this is whack it's Yeah some of them boring. Probably felt like They saw the dunks
0: before You know But I always say You have players That are in game dunkers And that are contest dunkers And that are Contest dunkers That can Do it on a big stage I think there's levels And people have to Understand my, that
1: My thing is What do you really expect for them to do? And I mean, off of sheer athletic ability, what, what do Because the main things that you could really ever highlight we've seen out of a dunk contest was, at least for the recent years, was Blake jumping over a hood of a car. Aaron Gordon doing that... that jumping dunk, over a... Uh- um, not even over mascot. mascot. He was on a, a hoverboard, a hoverboard spinning, spinning.
0: And then he, and like then he got it over, yo. And Zach Levine From in the free throw line. Zach Levine in Brooklyn, I feel like was. Zach
1: Levine? Boy? Even, though, even though he kind of did the same dunk two years in a row, and I don't know how he won it. After that.
0: But Yo, I felt like Zach Levine in the first year.
1: Yeah, but Aaron Gordon like should have won it. Was, legendary. But Aaron Gordon should have won it. Aaron Gordon should have won it the year after. But those are ducks that you could really highlight. But what can you really expect from, like, and I think, I forgot which NBA legend said it. They said, I think it was Julius Irving. I forgot. I think he said the mascots kind of ruined the dunk contest because during the halftime shows, if you ever go to a game. You'll see them on the trampoline. They're doing all these flips and tricks, and they dunking the ball. And somewhat kind is like, okay, I agree. But at the same time, you kind of expect it because they have to keep the crowd engaged some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But off a of sheer athletic ability, <clears throat> dunking alone is just difficult. Off the vert running That alone is difficult If you ain't got the athletics Launching
0: before. off the right foot There's a lot of different things That go into dunking So just to appreciate Like even the dunks That y'all looking like Oh god he's a lame These dunks are hard to do
1: Yeah cause look just, Especially where you Um J- jump over another person.
0: And I'll even go as far as saying, even when you're talking about like the three-point contest, like shooting a basketball off a rack is different than getting it in rhythm in the game. That's why some guys that are good three-point shooters in the game aren't really necessarily winning the three-point shootout.
1: And at that point, five racks for that matter.
0: Five racks. And think about five it like racks. this. Have any of y'all, like, and there's a lot of people, you know, we, I know we have our, our fair amount of listeners. And um, I know a good amount of our listeners actually play ball. But let me ask y'all a question. How many of y'all can legitimately hit a, a straightaway three from NBA range? Not many. I know I can. But, like, yo, to do that five times in a row, that's, that's a lot. T- that's difficult.
1: And that's and that burden on your legs, then your arms, then you still got to run all the way from the other side. That ain't easy. It looks, they make it look easy. But like, that was probably more
0: so, like, the three-point contest has been the more entertaining contest over the last couple
1: of years. Of course, because you don't know who's really going to win it. Even someone w- like his as greatest, as Stephen Curry, is a Klay Thompson. They're not even guaranteed to win it. Exactly. But look at Joe and Harris. Each of them that. won. He, Joe Harris proved that exactly. two nights ago. He
0: was actually my dark horse because, you know, I was going for the Brooklyn cat. You know, anybody in New York I was rooting for. So I had I had enough people to root for this weekend. You know, from Friday all all the way to Sunday, the um the Nets rookie I forgot his name also was um showing some skills in the rookie game, um in the USA World Game, excuse me. But um yeah, I I, I enjoyed All Star Weekend. I always enjoy All Star Weekend. I've enjoyed All Star Weekend since I was a
1: kid. That's the one time you could watch basketball and not worry about wins or losses.
0: Yeah, it's about just celebrating the game and Everybody and can having enjoy themselves. fun. Like I had mad like yo watching it was always been fun. I don't think I've ever missed an All Star game. Yet You know what I'm saying
1: So I think next year's in Chicago Huh? I think they said It's going to be in Chicago Yeah next Next year's
0: going to be in Chicago This is the first one Chicago's having since um 88 (laughs) Now that 88 All-Star game Is probably one of the best All-Star games of all time Because All-Star Saturday night Larry Bird won his third Straight Came in there and said who's going to finish second. That legendary story. Mike and Neek dueled off. Now, a lot of the OG said Dominique got jerked. And you know what? We can honestly make the argument that Dominique Wilkins did get jerked. But Mike did have some iconic dunks in that 88 contest. But I think it was a little bit of hometown bias. I think it's safe to say. And then the next day, he came up and he had 40 in Chicago Stadium and won the MVP that was really his coming out party that 88 all star game because yes Michael was a superstar he was you know the year before he averaged 37 a game he won you know he he had that 63 point game against Boston and you know from North Carolina the Olympics and all that he had all that under him but 88 was the year where he really um, took that next step in being discussed as one of the best in the game next to Magic next to Bird next to Isaiah so he put in 88 he officially put that name put his name in that discussion so um, Chicago next year is gonna be I know Chicago is gonna be popping cause Chicago's a basketball city also mm-hmm. so I know they're gonna really embrace the, the all star festivities and all that and for it not being there in 32 years like I'm, I'm happy for Chicago to get it cause you know New York got it in 2015 by almost 20 years from the year almost 20 years from the year so you know the NBA doing a good job of distributing it equally I have a feeling they're gonna go back to the western they're gonna probably go back to the west soon cause they've been cause they've been not. leaning a lot in the east nah, the last couple last years cause last year
1: was in no cause last two was in the west Los Angeles I believe and New Orleans cause they're supposed to go to North Carolina the year prior but they had that whole issue the LGBT yeah. Yeah, and that was the right move. Yeah, so they ended up going to New Orleans. Then they bought it for Charlotte. Then they're going to Chicago. So I think it's two in the West and two in the East. So I think after Chicago, they might end up going to somewhere in the West. I would like to see the All Star game in Portland or someplace like that. Yeah, Portland
0: deserves an All Star weekend because they've, after, you know, they're one of the most passionate, loyal fan bases in the league, they have a great history. They yeah, got good. They have a very loyal fan base, so I think Portland would be uh, uh, ideal. For, I think for the fans, it would be a great destination. But we know how these players are. They they might even find some of the party over there, some shit like that. So uh, um, All Star
1: game is a party.
0: Yeah, All you know, Star game, All Star weekend is a party. You know, I think the one thing that we learned is like the All Star weekend makes the party. You know what I'm saying? The city doesn't make All Star weekend. All Star weekend makes the city. So I don't. No matter where they end up, I think they'll be in good shape. Um. But um, overall, like it, it was a really, really a great, great weekend. Um, I was glad to see KD get the MVP. You know, he got his what second All Star game MVP. So he's he's filling up his trophy collection real, real quick. And now that that's come and gone, um, you know, I enjoyed everything from Saturday to Sunday. Now you got about maybe each team got about maybe 24 to 26 games left in the second half of the season. Um. Hmm. What's your prediction? You got any second half predictions?
1: Hmm. You know? Nah. The Lakers have to make a run. That's that's for starters. The Lakers have to hold, make a run. Mm. They're
0: tenth right now in the West.
1: Yeah, they're tenth, but So you got them, you got them coming into the picture? They should have LeBron on their team. There's no reason why. they. Granted, they're only in that spot because he missed some games. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they was fourth before he went out. Then they they won. Actually they lost a lot of games after that. And you know in the West, once you lose like two or three games, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Pretty much. So I do think that um, the Lakers do have to make a run. For the East, it's a matter of... I don't know. I would like to see Brooklyn hold their spot in the East. They're six right now. They've been playing hard all year, so I'm actually happy to see that. So I would like to see them hold their spot in the East. Um, who else am I missing? Anybody else am I missing about in the NBA?
0: Um, I think everybody's gonna. I think I got the I got the Clippers trending down. I got the Lakers and the Kings fighting for the eighth spot, but with Doc Rivers' teams, he's gonna keep them around. But being that they lost Tobias Harris, I have them trending
1: down. Well, um, another can Portland hold the fourth spot? See, now I'm looking at it. Portland, Portland might hold not the fourth hold the
0: fort because with Harden's historical tear, something that we didn't really get a chance to talk about, um, he's been going off. He's gonna, I think, he's gonna keep them around. Also, CJ and Damien's gonna keep. they're gonna keep Portland afloat. Um, the Jazz are coming together. I think the Spurs. Like, I think just right now, to me, four through seven in the West is a toss-up. You
1: no, know, no. I think about it. Kobe actually had a, a comment on James Harden saying that his way is not going to win them any championships. Well, if anybody knows that, it's Kobe. So, you know, despite the historical run that he's had for the month of what, January, they're only That's not going to sustain. They're only fifth. Yeah. And, you know, you would think that, you know, of course, the Thunder playing well. Because Paul George has been playing out of his mind. Denver's been playing great all year. Golden State, you expect them to be in the top two, top three. Um, I expect Houston to end up going up and down. They're not far yeah. out of the fourth spot.
0: So, right now, I could, I could say five through five through ten right now. Five through eight is
1: a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Five, five through eight is a toss-up. No, you could even say five through ten is a toss-up. I'll say up. four
0: through ten. Four through ten. And here's why. Because Oklahoma City has established themselves as right now a cut of, they're, they're right up there. They're, they're the third spot, so justifiably so. They're in that upper echelon. I think I can see a, a OKC Golden State Conference final. Mm-hmm. Denver's a little green. They're, they're green behind the ears, so. But they, they have play, the record, but they play hard. But though. they play hard, so they might be able to play loose and play with a, like, yo, whatever happens, happens attitude. And we know if you do come, that's kind of the mentality you have to have in the playoffs.
1: But Denver's so, missing some players too, though.
0: And they're still missing some players.
1: hmm
0: But, like, you know, depending on who falls in that San Antonio, because right now, San Antonio's at the seventh spot.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: San Antonio, I think, has the pieces to put They have the pieces in the... Vet, they have veteran pieces to pull off an
1: upset against a Denver. The San Antonio... That's going to also be, they like, in the same, they're in a better spot than what Portland is. Yeah. But it's going to be determined how far DeRozan and LaMarcus the Bro- takes them. Exactly. They're in a better spot than Portland because they got the veteran leadership and they got the players, they got better pieces than Portland, but it's going to be based off how far can LaMarcus stay aggressive because sometimes LaMarcus is passive, then he's one of the top he plays like one of the top powerfuls in the league one night then he's you know like eh. yeah he has and, to
0: keep his foot on the gas yeah, he has to keep it on the gas
1: he's playing great don't get me wrong don't let me say what I'm fooling anybody but he's playing great but sometimes you want to see that aggressive demeanor come out of him a bit more DeRozan's actually having a career year mm-hmm. in San Antonio which is actually good to see so it's gonna be based on how far can they go and if majority of the Spurs could stay healthy
0: yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I, I'm also looking at the Eastern Conference. Um, we already discussed, we already established the top four, the top of the Eastern Conference. We got Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, and Boston. Oh. Um, I think Indiana's going to find a way to hold on to one of those spots. We got Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's sealing this uh, fifth seed. Um, Charlotte with Kemba, and I think those young guys are coming together. And then Detroit and Miami are going to be a tough out. And Orlando. It would know, be good I to think see. Orlando still might try to make a run because they're about, they're temp, they're tenth right now, and they're not too far off of Miami. They're maybe about a game and a half behind Miami. be good to Detroit.
1: see? Miami make playoffs for Dwayne Wade's last. Yeah, I hurrah. think
0: I think Miami going to get one of those. Um, because look, because right now, Indiana can drop, but they're thirty eight and twenty, so they they probably solidify their spot. So they might drop down to number six. So you got Charlotte, Detroit, Miami, and Orlando fighting for the last two spots.
1: I'm just upset that we ain't gonna see a Wade versus LeBron finals.
0: Nah, that's oh not Oh
1: boy. That would've been something. That would be hilarious. That would've been something. <clears throat> like Dwayne Wade gotta go
0: back to two, like two thousand and six, Dwayne Wade gotta walk in and you know what I mean, play with O. G. Dwayne Wade and whatever they have in order for that to happen. Cause um I think O six Wade can go can run through anything that's in the top four. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's being hypothetical. But um I want to see Miami. I want to see Miami get to the playoffs for the sake of Dwayne Wade's last run. Give him a shot. Um Orlando still has um Chick and they still have a young core. I think Aaron Gordon, who's been a little a little inconsistent this year. Um. He might pick up his play in the second half. I want to see him pick up his play in the second half.
1: I don't understand why they draft a Mo Bamba if they still have Vucevic.
0: Um. Well, they probably because Vucevic is a stretch five. Yeah, but so you can play mom. You can you can afford to play. You can afford to play a uh, play a Bamba. And then they next have Jonathan, team. but they also and drafted they got Jonathan Isaac and they Isaac got Gordon.
1: Too, yeah. So they drafted a lot of. I mean, granted, Aaron Gordon could play the three, but you still drafted like you have a whole bunch of bigs now like right now gordon
0: like his points per game is kind of down from last year see but his effective field goal is up like his his field goal is about the same his two point field goal is about the same um his three point percentage you know what it is i think he's taking less shots this year he's actually his 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 his, his like his assists went up so I think it's just about him maintaining his consistency scoring, but his, actual, his numbers don't look bad, actually. You know what?
1: Aaron Gordon's a lucky dude. Why? Why, why you say that for? You seen who he was dating? No. You don't know who Dakota's Dakota Gonzalez is? The Gonzalez twins? No. Dakota and Dylan Gonzalez? I don't know who they are. When you get the chance, Google them later.
0: Why don't you tell the world who they are? Because I don't know. How can I'm i taken, so I ain't really paying attention, attention to these I mean,
1: people. besides besides just who they are, they're not like, no... How can I say this? Um, then more known, Infamous is playing for the, um, the Lady Rebels in Vegas, UNLV. I oh, believe. UNLV, okay. Yeah, and you know, they've always been known. For first, I think they was in Kansas.
0: Oh, the sisters?
1: Yeah.
0: So oh, you know the ball players. Yeah, you know okay, who they are. Now I know who I'm they about are. to
1: say, you have to know who they are. They the reason why I started watching college female basketball. Wow. You got to know who they are. That's a lucky. Okay,
0: now lucky I know who, you are, who you're talking about. Yeah, they're they, very they, talented they, young. They, women.
1: they doing big things. They got their own app that they launched, I believe. Yeah, they,
0: they, they shout doing, out to them because they, they handle they, they, they definitely handling their business on and, doing and off the Big court. things, you big know. things. But um, I think Orlando, like I said, I think Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, Miami, they're gonna be fighting for the last two spots. Mm-hmm. Um. Everybody else You know Good luck in the draft especially Hopefully the, the Knicks especially Get the number the one pick You know um, I don't know about Cleveland I don't know about Chicago The hell I don't know about Cleveland that. All of them I don't know where they at John Wall coming back next year So the Washington Wizards Is in limbo We're going to probably Get to these situations As the oh, end of that's the season right. goes Wall's going
1: to be out For another year
0: You know But Yo It's going to be a Like the Western Conference Playoff run Is going to be great Eastern Conference Is a dog fight As always you know, so hey, when second half of the season starts, Duke and Carolina playing next playing this weekend. That's March that Madness one. is around the corner. Oh yeah, you yes. know high school tournaments. AAU balls about to start up again. So right now we in February, but March is gonna be here before you know it. Before you know it, IAOA season is gonna be in full swing. I own Summer March, man, This is
1: gonna start soon.
0: Yo, like basketball is a beautiful sport, yo. I can't wait for that
1: like, basketball we, game. We,
0: we about to get in a promo. 2019 is really about to be lit on all ends of the basketball spectrum, and we're going to be here to cover it. So on that note, yo, we're bringing this show to an end. Would you like to shout out anybody?
1: Uh, yes. This past Thursday was Valentine's Day. Okay, okay. Happy Valentine's Day. But in this case here, it was also my grandmother's birthday. God rest her soul, so. Job bless this episode is for my grandmother today.
0: Rest in peace, Grandma. Yes. I hope you're proud.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know that, but you know, I don't get the chance to really no. celebrate Valentine's Day because of it's her birthday, so it kind of gets a little yeah, gloomish, But I understand. So today, I definitely have to give this episode for her. Since it's the first episode, February, I have to give this episode for her.
0: Yo, and shout out to my grandmother, Andre, Andre Genius. You know, March first. It's gonna be her, um, she would have been 90. She would have been 90 this year. God bless her soul. You know, happy Valentine's Day to her. Shout out to um shout out to my baby J once again, it's our anniversary. Lady J. You know, style oversized on IG. For my lady ballers that are listening out here, you know, especially if you're plus size, she got them looks. And even if you're not plus size, like you said, style oversized, so her style is swaggy. She's definitely doing a thing for the ladies out there you know um shout out to Rec room studios best engineer in the world i Greg popovich you know shout out to uh, mums and Fritzo shout out to my brothers you know shout out to um ya nostalgia n y c at gmail.com for your styling needs um happy black History Month shout out to thirty seven posse um shout out to regulators basketball um, am i missing anybody? Mm. As far as I think you covered Everybody who you know (laughs) Yo uh, Like I'm just trying To make sure You know Everybody that's been Supporting us From Well shout um, out to
1: Everybody who's been Supporting this podcast Yeah you know And I know
0: I ain't Really been promoing As much But I promise you I'm getting on it I'm just trying to Get my life together If you know me You know why Exactly what I'm Talking about You know what I'm saying I just moved on With new opportunities so I'm um, just trying to get everything settled in And once everything's settled in It's going to be Hoops, and a, Hoops is a Religion But in the meantime You still can find us on Anchor iTunes, Google Podcasts Spotify, Breaker Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher IG, Hoops is a Religion Twitter, Hoop is a Religion SoundCloud You know um, Hoops is a Religion at gmail.com For show ideas You know, engage with us on the IG Engage with us on Twitter Leave the comments, let us know how you feel We're gonna be adding a hotline soon So y'all can just call in, leave messages We'll probably play some of them on air Play some of them during the 21 segment You know, um, shout out to Queens In the building, shout out to the working class You know what I'm saying Anything else you'd like to add? Would you like to sign us off, Mr. B?
1: Oh yes, I got a new one today Let's give it to the world Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I want you to remember this and remember this only. It's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. So with that being said, I must bid you all good (laughs) night. Goodbye. Good night. Oops is original changed game over. Rec Room Studios